0: One of them brandished his club. You don't show it the right way, we'll knock your teeth down your stinking throat. A gray uniformed policeman strolled up the street. Officer! The man from the luggage shop called, holding out his hands in appeal. But he got no help from the cop. The fellow wore an enamel work party flag pin on his left lapel. He nodded to the stalwarts, said, Freedom! and went on his way. You see, you dumb bastard! Said the stalwart with the upraised club, This is how things are. You better go along, or you'll be real sorry. Now, are you going to buy yourself a flag and put it up, or are you going to be real sorry? Clarence Potter trotted across Montague Street, dodging past a couple of Fords from the United States and a Confederate built Birmingham. Why don't you boys pick on somebody your own size? he said pleasantly, stowing his glasses in the inside pocket of his tweed jacket. He'd had a couple of pairs broken in brawls before the election. He didn't want to lose another. The stalwarts stared as if he'd flown down from Mars. Finally, one of them said, "'Why don't you keep your nose out of other people's business, buddy? You won't get it busted that way.' In normal times, in civilized times, a swarm of people would have gathered to back Potter against the ruffians. But they were ruffians whose party had just won the election. He stood alone with Donovan. Other men on the street hurried by with heads down and eyes averted. Whatever happened, they wanted no part of it. When Potter showed no sign of disappearing, the second ruffian raised his club, too. All right, asshole, you asked for it, and I'm going to give it to you, he said. He and his friend were bruisers. Potter didn't doubt they were brave enough. During the presidential campaign, they'd have tangled with tougher foes than an aging man who ran a luggage store. But they knew only what bruisers knew. They weren't old enough to have fought in the war. He had. He'd learned from experts. Without warning, without tipping off what he was going to do by glance or waist motion, he lashed out and kicked the closer one in the crotch. The other one shouted and swung his bludgeon. It hissed over Potter's head. He hit the stalwart in the pit of the stomach. Wind knocked out of him, the man folded up like his friend. The only difference was he clutched a different part of himself. Potter didn't believe in wasting a fair fight on Freedom Party men. They wouldn't have done it for him. He kicked each of them in the face. One still had a little fight left and tried to grab his leg. He stomped on the fellow's hand. Finger bones crunched under his sole. The stalwart howled like a wolf. Potter kicked him in the face again, for good measure. Then he picked up his fedora, which had fallen off in the fight, and put it back on his head. He took his spectacles out of the inside pocket, The world regained sharp edges when he set them on his nose again. He tipped the fedora to Donovan, who stared at him out of enormous eyes. "'You ought to sweep this garbage into the gutter,' he said, pointing to the Freedom Party men. The one he'd kicked twice lay still. His nose would never be the same. The other one writhed and moaned, and held on to himself in a way that would have been obscene if it weren't so obviously filled with pain. "'Who the dickens are you?' Donovan had to try twice before any words came out. You don't need to know that. Serving in intelligence had taught Potter not to say more than he had to. You never could tell when opening your big mouth would come back to haunt you. Working as a private investigator, which he'd done since the war, only drove the lesson home. But, the older man still gaped, you handled them punks like they was nothing. They are nothing, the worst kind of nothing. Potter touched the brim of his hat again. See you. He walked off at a brisk pace. That cop was liable to come back. Even if he didn't, more stalwarts might come along, a lot of them carried pistols. Potter had one, too, but he didn't want anything to do with a shootout. You couldn't hope to outsmart a bullet. He turned several corners in quick succession, going right or left at random. After five minutes or so, he decided he was out of trouble and slowed down to look around and see where he was. Going a few blocks had taken him several rungs down the social ladder. This was a neighborhood of saloons and second-hand shops, of grocery stores with torn screen doors and blocks of flats that had been nice places back around the turn of the century. It was also a neighborhood where Freedom Party flags flew without urging or coercion from anybody. This was the sort of neighborhood stalwarts came from the party offered them an escape from the despair and uselessness that might otherwise eat their lives it was in clarence potter's considered opinion a neighborhood full of damned fools he left in a hurry making his way east toward the harbor he was supposed to meet a police detective.